All right. Well, welcome back to week two of the NFL season with Podcast 46. I'm Andy P. With me is Jakey P, not Jakey V. Jake V is still in New Zealand. I believe he's coming home relatively soon. He did get to enjoy a wedding, and he texted me this morning, uh, or actually this afternoon, but he texted me and he told me that um, he was very happy he did not wake up at 5 a.m. for this Bears game, a sentiment that I think Jakey P and I um, could both get behind because we both regret being awake, even though the game was at noon. So as I say that, Jake, how are you doing, my friend? How do you feel? Well, you know, I had a wonderful morning. I got up. My father made pancakes. Uh, <laughs> I had a Bloody Mary, and I sat down to watch the Chicago Bears play football. Um, and boy, oh boy, I don't know what I watched. <laughs> I think you need something a little bit stronger than a Bloody Mary to watch that, well, dude. And I, I had a Bloody Mary after that, and then after that, I was like, I'm just. I couldn't swallow anything because my jaw was on the floor for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, that was <laughs> that was. Yeah. I had it on at work, um, you know, just on one of my my screens, and every time I looked over, it was I was at risk of losing my job just because of how angry I was getting. Um, you know, there was a screen. The screen that I was using was, you know, at risk of being broken when I was supposed to be using it for work. Yeah, you're just going to punch the screen. I mean, there's a few. <laughs> throw it. I was going to throw it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There was a few moments where, um, I mean, I just wanted to throw my controller straight through my mm-hmm. TV. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, right at the end, oh, man, I think about three minutes left in the quarter, uh, mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Um, and um, Justin Fields. Actually, I should rephrase that. Uh, Luke Getze decides to call the same play three times in mm-hmm. a row. Yep. And then the ball is intercepted um, and pick six. I mean, I guess technically he was like two yards away from the field or from the uh, the goal line. So a nice little uh, killer for the Bears uh, was not fun. Um, that was a moment that I was I actually I was in my my. Uh, oh, my gosh. What do you call those? Uh, where you spread the legs out on a chair. What the thing? I, like, you know when you can you can lay out on a chair like you pull yeah. the thing, the lever, and you kick your legs up. Oh yeah, the uh, now I can't think of it. I don't know. You know what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Lazy boy thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, dude. And uh, <laughs> I actually I just sat up, closed it, and walked away. I don't think I sat back down. There's still <laughs> a few minutes left in the game, and I was not. I just wasn't ready for it. That's awesome. So that's how my day's going. My whole day yeah. is ruined ever since. Yeah, just so you know, that's a recliner that you were talking about. That's the ah, word recliner. Word. That's the right yeah. word. I had to Google it, so don't feel bad. I, you know, sometimes words just escape you when you're trying to look for yeah. it or talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, man, I was at work watching it, and yeah, dude, it was one of those things. I wish I could walk away from bad Bears football. Football, and last season there were a lot of moments where I really did walk away just because. You know, it was close to the end of the game or, you know, it was such a blowout or whatever the case may be. But the vibes last year kept me going a lot more and watching a lot more of the games that I probably would have watched if they were not as fun. I, there was just a different vibe with getting to watch Justin Fields explode every week, you know, and getting well, to see getting to see, you know, some of the coolest quarterback performances we've ever seen in a Bears uniform. But the vibe is just so different this year. 
it's just so lethargic and toxic already that I just I'll probably be getting up and changing. I mean, I turned on red zone because at the end because I just didn't care. I just I did you know uh, they just didn't after that interception. You know, I was like, this game's fucking over. Why should I even? I mean, obviously there's only two minutes left, but I was like, that, that this game's fucking over. That's such a that was such a mood killer. I was so excited to see Justin Fields lead a game winning drive, and you know, just all the hopes dashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the reason why the vibes are so different this year compared to last year is because you know, last year it was a battle between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Oh, who's gonna you know who's gonna start this week? Who's gonna start next week? And Justin Fields was kind of just getting going. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that the Bears were gonna go anywhere. Let's be honest. Did anybody last year think, oh my God, Bears are even gonna make the playoffs? Maybe somebody out there. You know, we all know that one guy, right? Um, but. No, I mean, I don't think anybody had gotten their hopes up last year as much as they were just saying, it's okay, we've got next year, or we've got the year after that. We're on the rebuild. Whereas I think maybe this year, we maybe jumped the gun a bit too much. We mm-hmm. traded for DJ Moore, got our hopes up. We got Chase Claypool last season. Um, We thought, oh my God, we finally have an attacking offense that can, you know, throw the ball downfield. Uh, but, you know, the sad part is, is that, that's not the case. And we all bought in. It's like you guys were saying last uh, last week uh, with you and uh, Nick from listening with Levy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's we all got ourselves in a whole big pickle because we thought we were going to do well. And sure enough, we aren't. And we're crashing. We're nosediving. And it's it's mm-hmm. uh, it's depressing because everyone hoped for a whole you know year that something was going to change. And it didn't. Yes. Yeah, so. This is a good way to pivot into our more direct and specific thoughts about today's game. The Bears dropped today's game to the Buccaneers 27-17. They moved to 0-2 on the season. And yes, Jake, there's a part of me that is a little disappointed in myself for letting this team lie to me again. Because I'm 22. I've seen this team lie to me. I've been a fan since you know, the bears went to the super bowl. So I guess they didn't lie to me that year, but basically since I was seven years old, when, you know, they came back and we had expectations for them to repeat. And I believe they went seven and nine, right. And missed the playoffs after the super bowl. So I had hopes this year, even though I know I shouldn't get my hopes up. Right. I mean, there's been lots of seasons, you know, right. 2019 was one of the most disappointing seasons ever where they went eight and eight, Missed the playoffs after the 12 and four season 2018, our senior year of high school, right? You know, one of the most fun seasons I've ever had as a Bears football fan, right? To see all ruined, the moves by the double doink, ruined, yes, which I still, even though I'm a Bears fan, I still enjoy watching just because I like to watch Matt Nagy's brain explode. This is a common <laughs> thing. I mean, any moment, any moment where, you know, the genius galaxy brain of matt Nagy gets exploded because you know of something stupid like that it's enjoyable to go back and rewatch. but to think that the additions we made this offseason would amount to shit to think that bolstering our linebacker core would alleviate the issues with our front line to think that dj moore would just make you know change our passing game 
you know, and upgrade it from a 1950s passing attack to a modern NFL passing attack. To think that our O-line would be anywhere improved. To think that Justin Fields could either replicate last year, last year or even get better. To think that could happen. I'm already feeling like a fucking dope for thinking that because I like all these parts individually and I like the moves individually, but to think that I thought the bears were going to make this all work. That is the part that I think I'm the most mad at myself for. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the part is like, you know, everyone bust out the clown makeup because I think everybody, I mean, everybody that I talk to, you know, I mean, we're out here in the suburbs, right? But, you know, anybody who's a fan of Chicago Bears football that you talk to this offseason or, you know, it, during the preseason, hey, I think maybe the Bears got something. I think mm-hmm. maybe this is the year where maybe we show a little bit more heart, maybe that we can we can try, we can show effort. I mean, again, DJ Moore, not the guy I think a lot of us, you know, hoped he would turn out to be, but is that his fault? Is that Justin Fields' fault? Or is that Luke Getze's fault? Is that Matt Eberflus's fault? Is that the wide receiver's coach's fault? Is that the quarterback's coach's fault? The problem is, is that there's no one person to blame. And I think that's really disappointing uh, because, you know, here's a perfect example. You were just talking about, oh, we've been lied to all these years about the Bears and stuff. And it's like, you know, growing up, everyone pointed the finger at Jay Cutler. He was an easy person to point at. And nobody wanted, you know, he was already kind of on the bad side of Chicago, I think a little bit. And he was easy to blame this time around. I think the people are behind Justin Fields. I think he, again, you know, we were talking about this before uh, we started recording. Um, You know, we're just kind of waiting for him to wake up. I think, Uh, you know, it's, it's, and something else that, that needs to be said today uh, about specifically about this game is he's hesitating way too much. And I think we'll end up talking about this more later, but mm-hmm. I think that many crucial moments in this game could have been changed drastically had he let go of the ball or just thrown it. It doesn't matter. You could throw it downfield. You can throw it out of bounds. Um, anything where we're not giving up 10 yards for a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really disappointing. So, Yeah. So, yes, let's get into the game itself and kind of some of the things that happen. So the game actually started off. I think you would agree relatively positively. I know you would agree because we both texted each other, some form of the bears are back after the bears went on, I believe a 65 yard drive to, and that was capped off by a Justin Fields touchdown, which I don't know what happened, but they just really couldn't recapture outside of one drive. They really couldn't recapture that kind of, energy and that level of play calling that quality of play calling and that quality of tempo as well i don't i jake i I don't know what happened but i think you and i both again lied to ourselves again today it felt like one of those crazy oh my god drives that would happen last season that sort of came out of nowhere and was just like oh my god this is justin fields making something out of nothing you know, I mean, they passed it. I want to say, was there two receptions that opening drive to DJ Moore? Yeah, there were there were two catches. Yep. Yeah. There are so, two passes I mean, that went to him. Right. Um. So, I mean, I, I was going to say, you know, when Tampa Bay came out of the gate swinging, you know, and they ended with, a, you know, scoring a field goal. But um, I was a little worried. I really was worried. I was like, I don't know that, you know, the Bears are going to be able to match this marching down the field. And I think this is something that we'll talk about that we saw 
the Buccaneers just march down the field, um, whether it's to kick a field goal or to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really worried. I said, I don't, if the Bucks keep up this, uh, you know, this tempo, I don't think that the bears are going to be able to keep up sure enough. Oh my God. The Chicago bears answer back with an even better drive quicker, mm-hmm. faster, mm-hmm. looked better. Um, and I was, I mean, I, sh- I jumped up in the air. I mean, I was sitting down and I, I threw my hand up in the air and then I, I said, I think I texted you something like bears are back, baby. I mean, mm-hmm. with, with maybe, uh, a, a certain F word in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, cause I thought they looked good and then little did I know that would be, uh, that would be the highlight of the game. <laughs> yeah. So man, the. We're going to go all all over the place, I think, today, and I, I think that's okay because the Bears were all over the place because you couldn't even make the argument today that the offense wasn't moving the ball well enough, that it wasn't tiring the defense out, right? Because the defense was tiring itself out. The defense could not get off the fucking field. There was some they flashed today, and this was I think late in the fourth quarter, so I don't I don't know the exact stat, but they they flashed a stat that said that the the Buccaneers, who by the way, their starting quarterback is Baker Mayfield, who threw for 317 yards. So he threw for Drew Brees style numbers, right? You know, Tom Brady style numbers, quarterbacks that are better than him, right? He threw for those amount of yards. Uh he the the Buccaneers were seven of twelve, seven for twelve on third down with an average of seven yards to go. So they were consistently converting third and longs, you know, anything past five yards, right? It's, it's obviously a harder down to convert because you can't normally just run it for a couple yards, um, you know, and, and they were easy too. I think there were a couple third and 14s, third, third and 17s, ridiculous amounts of yards to go. The bears were just giving up giving up these first downs, right? And so you can't even blame the offense for not sticking on the field. I mean, you can for them not scoring points and throwing interceptions, but you can't blame them for tiring the defense out because the defense just wasn't doing enough to get off the field. I think they had maybe 17 pressures today, but they had no sacks, no sacks at all. So Baker Mayfield had, you know, as long of a time to throw the ball in the pocket, essentially, as it takes to you know, see paint dry, right? That old adage, right? So, yes, the offense was bad, but the defense was not helping either. Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't know, and this is something that we're going to talk about on the offense too, but there weren't very many standout players. Nope. Um, Maybe something would have changed had uh, Jaquan Brisker uh, and Eddie Jackson not gone out very early into the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they, uh, their replacements quickly got scored on by Mr. Mr. Money, Mike Evans, uh, who, my God, I mean, I'll tell you what, Mike Evans killed us today. Dude. His stat line was insane. He had six catches for 171 yards so he was just he had an open lane every time that he got the ball every single time and 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 again this isn't one of those this is one of those moments where you can't put you this is a serious like he's a serious wide receiver um honestly after today i would say what what i feel like is maybe one of the better ones in the game maybe that people don't have their eye on as much Mm -hmm. um well yeah because he's he's older now so i feel like he's and he's also 
you know, he's on a team that doesn't have Tom Brady anymore, so the the spotlight's not on him anymore. Not on him anymore, but he's still fucking good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, and he ran up and down all over us, and we didn't we didn't have Eddie Jackson, we didn't have Jaquan Brisker. Sure enough, he's open every. I swear, it felt like every single play. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the Bears defense. First off, I'm looking at the Bears defense again. Oh my god, they're still out here. Um, and then Mike out. Oh, quick Mayfield to Evans, Mayfield to Evans. Um. And it, it it honestly would bring rage to me every single time I would see number 13 on the field. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that they only went to him. I don't know how many targets he had, but the fact that he only had six catches, but he still went for almost 200 yards. That's some that's Tyreek Hill level, you know, of impact on the passing game. Um, yeah, there's just. I don't understand where Jalen Johnson was the whole game. I don't know. I don't remember seeing him do anything at all i I, i'm looking at the stats right now and i don't even i don't even know he recorded three tackles so he's a corner so he's not somebody that would do that but he's supposed to be our star number one corner you know he's supposed to be a lockdown corner and you know again mike evans just went off and then again the bears just couldn't get off the field we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot. And I think, I think you said that to me too, where the bears couldn't get out of their fucking way. Right. Yeah, no, I did send, I did send you that text. I said, I mean, let's be honest, the bears can't yeah. get out of their own fucking way. Yeah. And if they don't, I mean, you see what happens if they don't, this is the result. Here mm-hmm. we are sitting here, you know, talking about, Oh man, bears are Owen two, and mm-hmm. can't wait until next week when they do the same thing. I am, you know, I, I had a lot of, a lot of hope, going into this season and mm-hmm. after last week you know i there was a part of me that said you know what i'm gonna chalk it up to jitters yep. i'm gonna say that maybe they just need one more to get going it's green bay the the air is probably you know it's getting to them it's getting them nervous uh and i will say i think that they played better this week but yeah. uh i don't know that it's hard to see that team and go oh i'm sorry it's sunday i thought it was saturday Mm-hmm. what college football team is this yeah it's just it's just this is just a thing that has really been a symptom of the bears or just a problem with the bears for years now is they always just feel underprepared you can it always feels like they're a day or two behind the other team you know it always feels like even though they're on the same schedule for the most part you know that the other team is just i mean this is todd bowles right that we're going up against he, he's not a good coach you know, he's a good defensive mind, but he's not a good head coach. And now the Buccaneers are 2-0, and right? Because they played the Bears. They got an easy schedule. They played the Bears. And we just looked so unprepared. We – here's one of my biggest problems and, and, and just things that drive me nuts about this offense because the defense, right? We talked about the defense a little bit. They sucked, whatever. I still feel like they have done enough in the first two games to keep the Bears in it, even though I don't think they're very good. You know, the scores at halftime have been low. You know, today we were the I said we were on the team. It was 2017 going, you know, into the last two, three minutes. Right. So it was not we weren't being blown out. And last week, I don't think that the Bears started getting blown out really until, you know, field started throwing 
picks and we started fumbling and everything like that right and that's that's when your offense is tiring out your defense right the defense is trying their best to get off the field right this week the defense was not helping itself out but what i was saying is what drives me nuts about the bears offense is just how we fucking force the ball the guys that we shouldn't be forcing the ball to right so we talked about how there wasn't a standout guy today dj moore quietly had over 100 yards receiving for six catches he did not stand out at all i agree but it's just that's crazy but what's crazy to me is that we weren't consistently just passing him the ball on every play or not every play but every couple plays giving you know sending i don't understand why we haven't ever you know thrown him a screen pass i don't think we've thrown a single one you know or it feels like we haven't i don't know if there was one today that i missed because i was i was you know at work or whatever but it just feels like we're not doing our best to get him mega involved in the offense like the Dolphins do with Tyree Kill, right? Because the Dolphins' whole strategy is just to throw deep to Tyree Kill every play. Why aren't we trying to throw to DJ Moore all the time, right? And case in point, there's a second or third down after the Bears' first touchdown when we had the ball again. I think it was the, it was the first possession after that touchdown where you put Valus Jones Jr. in the game, who has done who's amounted to basically dirt shit, you know, within the two years he's been in the NFL. And it's, it's, it's a symptom and it's a thing that the bears have always done where we did it with Tyree, Tariq Cohen, you know, we, we, we done it with, I don't know how many guys where Roy Williams, whatever, you know, all these receivers we've had, you put them in the game, you fucking know the ball's going to that guy. And sure enough, the the play went horizontal. It was a end around to Valus Jones that went for fucking nowhere, for nothing. And that is that is the Bears in a nutshell, Jake. I will tell you right now. I saw them do the jet to Valus Jones Jr. and I went, "What is this guy doing in the game?" I mean, I, I just I have to say, I have to say, after his performance last season, the fact that that guy is still employed uh, under the Bears organization is crazy mm-hmm. to me. Um, I would actually, um, I would actually rather see um, who who was uh, who was the other uh, wide receiver who would uh, um, return punts and kicks. Tyler um, Scott. No, last season. Last season, I'm not sure about last season. Um, somebody's last name started with a P I can't remember. I'll look um, it up. I, I would rather have him than Valus Jones jr. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, it's what, there was that one time last season where they're like, we're going to start trying to trying to make Valus Jones a, a running back. And, uh, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I guess they're trying to make some, again, try to make something out of nothing. I think this is the problem with the Chicago bears. Instead of just getting magic, they try to make magic with nothing mm-hmm. they got like a box of crayons and like some glitter and then they're like now work and it doesn't work that's the problem why are they still doing this they need to in my in my 100 honest opinion i understand that they're rebuilding this team mm-hmm. but you're rebuilding it on uneven ground i think you need you need a new you definitely i think you definitely need a new offensive coordinator Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think we could probably use a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest with you, if we got rid of Matt Eberflus and got a more experienced, dominant head coach, I think maybe. 
the players' attitudes won't be as uh, uh, prevalent as they have been. Case in point, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool had a terrible game last week. The city of Chicago, from from the 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 skyscrapers, shouting <laughs> Chase Claypool, and you know what? They stuck to their guns. They said we're going to keep him in. I said okay. He did well. He did well. Um, and then he uh, scored that touchdown. Right. I was like, okay, you know what, Chase Claypool, you redeemed yourself. And then there was that almost interception. Yeah. If I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. I think it they was. They could have gone either way. Yeah. And I think his foot got in. I, we got really lucky with that. That so, was and I that was, was really close. I was gonna say, had that been an interception, I mean, you're off the hook, Claypool, but like had that been an interception, I mean that that was rough. That would not have bode well for Chase Claypool fans out there. Yeah, did you see that report? I think Jay Glazer talked about this morning before the game started where he's at risk to getting shipped out or something like that. I don't think I don't think a team is going to trade for him. I think we were the only ones that were going to trade for him. I think the 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 problem is is that Pittsburgh traded to the Chicago Bears um just any transaction of players. Um, and apparently the bears were like, yeah, because think about it. This was all before the DJ Moore trade with Carolina went down and, you know, there were, there were seriously people again. It's, it's that, it's that Chicago bears hype that we all try to buy into and act like there's something in the air. I can smell it. It's Mm going to be different this time around. And, you know, we traded for chase Claypool and we're like, this is our franchise wide receiver right here, baby. And then, um, he finally scores his first touchdown. Yeah, today. right. Oh my god. So a little disappointing from Chase Claypool. Um, better game this week than last week, but I, I, I would say if he doesn't know that he's on thin ice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's he's gonna he's gonna have to learn because uh, yep. I don't think that the the coaching staff is very happy with him either. No, they're clearly not happy. You know, I think he had to apologize to his teammates about his attitude. You know. Because he clearly just did not give a fuck last week. You know, he was trying to not block or whatever the case, dude. Which, that's still an issue this week. Is guys are seemingly blocking when they shouldn't be and blocking, not blocking when they should be. I don't understand. There's just, across all levels, again, it just feels like these guys are unprepared and not ready to go every week. And I'm just, I'm sick of it. I I, I agree with you. I, I think I the D.C., I think was Alan Williams was not there today because he was dealing with a personal issue. So today was Eberflos calling the defense. And I mean, come on, man. The defense was basically, you know, the equivalent of like a paper bag that was ripped in half. Like that's how many, that's, that's how big the holes were right in the defense. And I just, I don't get, I don't get why we didn't do anything with the defensive line. It, it just it sucks because we had such a dominant offensive line for so many years. Even under Nagy, under under Nagy, we had Mac and we had Hicks and Eddie Goldman and a couple other guys, you know, who were on on the defensive line who could just really pressure the quarterback. I mean, this is not a hot take. Khalil Mack is one of the greatest defensive players of all time, but we just don't have anyone, you know, who can do that. Yannick Ngakwe is a nice signing. I like having him, but he is. You know, he's 
flipped around and swapped around teams for a reason because he's not consistent and he's not, you know, a three really like a three down player. You know, he's really good at at the pass defense, but the run defense is whatever, right? Um, and he's but he's just one guy, you know, and he's not this over encompassing Aaron Donald like force, Mac, Khalil Mack like force. Um, the OC, I don't know what happened from last season because I feel like the offense ran very smoothly last year, surprisingly, you know, they allow Justin Fields to run and use his legs. Justin Fields had three yards rushing today. There were a couple times where he tried to, he tried to, you know, start a run. The pocket was collapsing and he tried to run. He got sacked, but I don't, besides the one, well, I think the touchdown was, you know, just he had a wide open gap. It wasn't a design run. So I don't really remember any design runs today, you know, or at least design runs that were obvious because he would have gotten more than three yards rushing, right? I'm sick of the plays going horizontal. We talked about the Valus Jones play. I'm sick of the screen passes. I think we need to fucking end those. What drives me crazy is on the first drive that we had the the touchdown on, you know, that ended up with a Justin Fields run, right? The reason why we were doing so successful is the offense was moving quick and they were throwing for more than 10 yards on these passes, right? DJ Moore had a couple catches. We talked about it. DJ Moore had a couple catches for more than 10 yards. And that was the same thing on their second touchdown drive later on in the game where Justin Fields was thrown fast. He was not hesitating and he was going, I mean, everybody criticizes him for going to his first option, which I feel like has done a backwards, you know, kind of, it's made him go backwards. It's made him regress because now he is forcing himself to go to his other options every time. And I think that's why it's taking so long for him to get the ball out. And that's why he got sacked five times today. Right. And that's the other thing too, is Justin Fields is just really, really good at taking a fucking sack and ruining plays. Like, I think we said that as well. So if the offense, it, it feels like, the offense moves well when there is less time for Getsy to call play, you know, where they're, they're moving <laughs> up tempo. And that's probably more, I mean, that's probably more Justin Fields calling plays and audibling and, and reading defenses like that. Right. Justin Fields last week, I, I didn't talk about this on the episode because I didn't, I didn't rewatch the clip, but on the touchdown that he had a Mooney, he called an audible on that play. Right. So, He's not dumb. People say he can't read defenses, but he's not dumb. I think they've just really, really coached some bad habits into him, and I think they've made him not confident in his ability to to read a defense, right? Or you know, they they I I think the Bears are just ripped him apart and just completely shredded him to pieces. And I I blame a lot that a lot of that on Getzy because Getzy, I mean, he was hired by Eberflus, but Getzy is the OC and he was a quarterbacks coach, right? So I blame that on him. Eberflus is obviously getting fired, whether this team is good or not. He's not going to be the Super Bowl. If this team ever went to a Super Bowl, he's not going to be that coach, right? He's very much Dale Swim, right? Who is the manager of the Cubs? Or no, excuse me. Uh, Dale Swim was before Ricky Renteria, who was Ricky Renteria was the coach, you know, the manager of the Cubs before. Joe Madden and Joe Madden was the World Series manager, which is funny because this also happened with the White Sox, where Ricky Renteria was hired and then fired because they thought they were getting a World Series manager in Tony Larusa. But that's a whole other fucking podcast. So, <laughs> with that said, Jake, I've talked a lot. 
<laughs> what do you have to say about anything that I said? I don't know. I talked forever. So, you know, I mean, I want to talk about Justin Fields for a second. Yes. Um, I'm wearing my, you can't see it right now, but I'm still wearing my Justin Fields jersey. Yep. Um, you know, quick so question, quick I'm, question, quick question. Yes. Do you have a shirt on underneath that jersey or are you just naked? I got Dude, no shirt on. That this. shit's so fucking weird. People, you have to fucking wear jersey, shirts underneath the jersey. I'm sorry. It's weird. Well, I was I was just sitting at my house all day, you know, chilling out. So I was like, it's fine. Yeah. But I was sitting next to my dad watching the football game with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during the whole game, we had different opinions on what was going on with the Bears offense. Um, he wanted to say Justin Fields, which, again, like we were saying earlier, there's no one person to blame. You can choose Justin Fields and say, hey, uh, what are you doing when you are sitting back there for 10 seconds and just letting something happen, but then not throwing the ball. Then they go immediately after the play, they show, you know, oh, there's DJ Moore wide open. There's Cole Komet wide open. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and Justin Fields is hesitating. And it's true. Justin Fields is hesitating. But I think there are other fingers to point at. I don't know that it's Justin Fields' fault. I think it's Luke Getze's fault. And the problem with Luke Getze's calls is that him and Justin Fields – just must just not have chemistry together. I don't know if you have to change the playbook. Obviously, there are plays that need to be added and plays that need to be taken away. All right. It's like we said, we need to get rid of those screen passes and we need to add more run plays, designed run plays for Justin Fields. Um, that being said, I just don't know that Luke Getze and understands the type of player maybe that Justin Fields is. This has been my opinion lately. Um, you know, we're coming from an era with Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. Tom Brady, you know, Aaron Rodgers. These are pocket passers with a cannon for an arm. And if I'm going to be honest with you, the way that the game is played now, what are there quarterbacks that are dominant like that? Of course there are. But if if you're asking my honest opinion, it's become a double threat. It's about the arm. Can you throw? And can you run? Can you escape? You know, can you run for those extra yards? And I think Justin Fields is one of those new players who can do both. That being said, you know, I don't know that Justin Fields has the most accurate throw out of all the NFL quarterbacks. I don't think anybody's going to debate that. I would say that he's a serious contender for, you know, the best running or rushing quarterback in the in the league right now. I mean, maybe Lamar Jackson. But um, if you're going to build your offense around Justin Fields, it's obvious he's the franchise player right now. DJ Moore might be a better offensive player than Justin Fields, but you are building this team around Justin Fields as a player and they aren't you have to why aren't you doing that your def- your quarterback is your core of your offense and why aren't you playing to his strengths and i again i don't know whose fault is that is that Eberflus's fault is that Luke Getzey's fault is it the McCaskies for having any of them still hired on the payroll that's my question. What is, it the, is it on the McCaskies for existing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it on... that the, the spirit of George Hallis will come <sighs> down from heaven and um, just take over Matt mm-hmm. Eberflus and just fire <laughs> everyone. And then maybe just stick around and maybe coach the season or two. Yeah. Maybe play um, for him. Maybe play yeah, for him. Yeah, seriously. You know, um, the ghost of something. George Hallis. It's just, yeah. we don't, we need like, we need an Andy Reid. We need a Bill mm-hmm. Belichick. You know what I mean? We yeah. need these, we need a, we need a coach mm-hmm. who, first off, people know. Uh, second, didn't come from 
what what did Matt Nagy come from uh Canadian Football League? Yes. Yep. Well, so, he played from- I think he played over there. Yeah, he he was the OC of Andy Reid's Chiefs before Patrick Mahomes. Okay. But yeah, he played he played from Mark Tressman came from the Canadian Football League. That's who I was thinking yeah. of, Mark Tressman. So still add Mark Tressman, then you got Matt Nagy, and then you've got um uh uh Eberflus who you know, you can say all day, oh, Matt Eberflus was uh the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, really? Where did all that go? Because I don't know what's going on. I'm going to be honest with you. When they said that the Bears uh, defensive coordinator, I can't recall his name right now, but, um, you know, was out for a personal issue. Um, and they said Matt, Matt, or um, not Matt Aggie, uh, Matt Eberflus is going to be um, calling the defense today. I said, you know what? Okay. Let's see what can happen here. Um, nothing. <laughs> it was a big old nothing burger and every single time that the offense got out there i felt like i was biting air and i really wish i was biting a burger but <laughs> and i think justin fields um is justin fields is the patty mm-hmm. and the coaching staff are the buns and you know what they did they just took one bun and threw it to the left and one bun and threw it to the right and then said what's going on man <laughs> i'm not sure that hit but i appreciate the effort i don't uh, really know what that was supposed to mean but it was just it, it made sense in my own head yeah i get what you're to say. <laughs> they kind of just left them out to dry i guess is what you're saying it wasn't complete there was yeah. no there was no you know there there wasn't you're putting pieces together that are just not making a hole and just are not gelling. It's like yeah. if you try to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with like salami. Mm. Yeah. See, what here's, here's, here's a saying, if we're going off of old phrases and, you know, adages that we want to talk about to me, the, the offense kind of, and this is, this happened with Mitch too. And this happened, you know, with Cutler, especially with Mike Martz, right. This just happened throughout the bears history and it's happening with fields again, where, it feels like the Bears, if it feels like, excuse me, I think I said it, it feels like, it feels like <laughs> the Bears will draft a player and they have this very specific idea of what they want the offense to be like. But what they do is they draft a player that doesn't fit that offense instead of, you know, instead of building that offense around the player, they try to just force that player into what they want them to be. And there's some, you know, there's a part of, there's a part of, development that you know you want to mold the player into the best player can, they can be but you can't turn Justin Fields into Aaron Rodgers you can make Justin Fields the best Justin Fields but what the Bears are trying to do and here's where the phrase is coming in the Bears are trying to put a square peg in a round hole with Justin Fields it's a really good way to they, look at it yeah and they did this with Mitch too because Mitch was also a mobile quarterback who in 2018 at one point in the season he was leading quarterbacks and rushing and then I think he got hurt but they stopped rushing with him after he came back healthy and Justin Fields ran for a thousand yards last year and now they don't run with him anymore right so why they're forcing him to be a pocket passer instead of using his legs and using his fucking cannon for an arm to go deep here's the thing too it's you could you could ask the question do they not trust Justin Fields well Sure, you don't trust Justin Fields. Justin Fields very much struggles with yards within ten or throws within ten yards. For whatever reason, those are 
really rough for him to hit. But he was one of the best deep passers per capita, per volume, per the amount that he was throwing last year. He was one of the best deep passers last year. And I don't think I've seen a single fucking pass over 30 yards, right? I haven't seen a fucking four vert. Just run a four vert. You know, it's a man play, but the fucking Dolphins run it with Tyree Kill and Jane Waddle. Fucking try it. Just try I something. Think, Change it I up. Think- you know, and I, to answer your right, question, right. this is on this is on both Getsy and Eberflus because they both have this dumbass fucking notion that you can't risk anything. You can't risk it for the biscuit, right? That's their whole fucking thing. The whole fucking hits principle, you know, they're so turnover afraid. They're fucking little cowards, right? So it's on both of them to answer your question, as you were saying. You know, I, I think that something that I think maybe we will see later on in this season is that um, I think maybe the Bears will just finally realize that DJ Moore is just kind of one of those receivers that is just going to be open. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to throw it to him. Yeah. And use him in the screen pass game. That's I, I was saying that earlier. It's just you fucking you're forcing these screen passes, these guys where it's obvious it's going to them. Throw it to DJ Moore. Get him involved. He's a yak king, as you were saying. I'm sorry. Did Darnell Mooney get a touch today? I think he left the game with an injury at one point, but uh, bef- gotcha. before, yeah, before he left, I he was not, you know, anywhere to be seen. Chase Claypool maybe had a couple. Um, that's about it. Cole Komet had a couple. Um, no, again, nobody really stood out. DJ Moore, technically, the standout player of the offense. Um, Here's somebody we haven't talked about at all because he's so out of the picture. Khalil Herbert did nothing today. And I'm going to be honest with you. I thought last season watching David Montgomery and watching Khalil Herbert, I thought Khalil Herbert fought a little harder for it. And I think David Montgomery is a good running back. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I thought maybe, you know what, if we do get rid of David Montgomery this, you know, this next year and we decide to start, you know, Khalil Herbert, I think there's a good chance that we'll have an even maybe an even better run game. And last week we saw Roshan Johnson and I thought there's a chance here with this running game. Now we have good receivers and we have a good running or uh, a good pair of running backs. Nothing again, nothing. We saw something going on with Roshan Johnson last week. He had a couple good runs this week. Not really anything of note. Khalil Herbert, really nothing of note. Mm hmm. This reminds me a lot of <laughs> Jeremy Langford. Do you remember him from about 2014, 13? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So he he was the running back that was supposed to replace Matt Forte when Matt Forte oh, left or right. was getting older. And he had a nice couple games to end the season. And so they, I think they went with Jeremy Langford over Matt Forte, who then went over to the Jets, actually, coincidentally. Um, he went over to the Jets and then Jeremy Langford wasn't anything. And then we got Jordan Howard, you know, and that kind of feels what's happening with Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson, where people thought Khalil Herbert were, was going to be, you know, the next guy at running back after Montgomery left. And I am more convinced that Roshan Johnson is the guy. And I wish we would give him more touches because he just has a different electric feeling to him, you know, when he touches the ball. So I, I don't know. I, I have talked about this with the other Jake from this podcast, but right. I I'm getting over Khalil Herbert real fast. Yeah. You know, I, I really liked him last season and I mm-hmm. had high hopes, but 
I have to agree with you. He's not. He hasn't really done anything of note at all. And we have Roshan Johnson doing so well. And again, maybe, and I say this all the time about pretty much, pretty much, you know, anything. Expectations can kill you. Mm -hmm. I think everybody expected Khalil Herbert to step up and he hasn't. Um, And now we're seeing that same position here with Roshan Johnson where we say, oh, I hope that he could be Khalil Herbert last season in the sense where we see him as this new running back who could maybe turn things around for us. And I think there is a chance for that. But if we're going to be following the repetitive nature of the Bears offense, uh, it's going to be nothing. And the Bears are going to suck for another 10 years mm-hmm. um, until maybe we have a season like 2019. Um, but we still don't make it. Um, I, I just I hope I think we have a better offense than we did last season. We aren't running the ball nearly as much as we did last season, especially these early few weeks, yeah. because that's all we had. We weren't throwing the ball. We were only rushing and that's okay. Um, if it works, mm-hmm. maybe uh, this, this season, I, I don't really see the bears really implementing any sort of rushing offense into them, into anything. It's really odd how quickly they decided, no, we're going to switch that. Um, and we're only going to throw short passes and screens mm-hmm. and, and check down passes. And um, you can get that by just rushing the football. Mm-hmm. or somewhat similar if yeah. you want to get those small chip yards use all parts of your field you don't have to pass the ball every play you don't have to run the ball every play maybe first down run a rush maybe second down throw a quick pass third down are you there you know maybe you've gotten the first down by this point but i i think the bears see this squeaky clean new piece of their offense and they're like we want to show it off and then the luster dies quick and uh, and they can't recover. And so I'd like to see more rushing. I'd like to see Justin Fields rush. I'd like to see Roshan Johnson rush. And I'd like to see Khalil Herbert actually live up to the hype, maybe. Yeah. I Just variety to your offense and using your players in the best possible positions is just so huge. But I want to wrap things up on this Bears talk with this Bears game. Um, we talked about the last three minutes and how humiliating humiliating that was. And I just kind of to wrap things up, I want to ask this question because the Bears are now owned two after that pick six, you know, and a couple uh, just man, agonizing last couple plays, the Bears fell to 0-2. So there's already talk of the Bears moving on from Justin Fields and drafting Caleb Williams from USC. Jake, I'm going to ask you what you think about that in a second. For me, personally, if that happens, if we draft Caleb Williams, I can't get excited for it. I, I just can't do that anymore. We There's just so much evidence that the Bears don't, don't know what they're doing that you could give me prime Andrew Luck. You could get, you know, Andrew Luck could be sitting on a, on a platter, right? That good of a prospect, you know, NFL, sure, right? There's no chance this guy doesn't miss. We would have messed him up. We would have messed up Patrick Mahomes years ago. We messed up Mitch, right? Um, and Mitch was never this huge prospect, right? We, I mean, he was obviously the second overall pick, but he nobody thought he was going to be the surefire thing, but he was definitely more coveted coming out of college than he ended up look. You know, he didn't look like that in the pros. Justin Fields is the most talented quarterback we've ever had in the history of this team. 
you know, you look back at the whole, entire history. Lo- I love Jay Cutler. You know, he was one of my favorite bears of all time, but he doesn't have the talent that Justin Fields does. Justin Fields runs like a running back and throws, you know, has one of the strongest arms in the league. And he's 6'3", he's 240. He's just, he's mega talented. But we're ruining him, you know? And so, you know, I, I everybody loves to move on from the quarterback immediately. You know, there's a guy, I was listening to, listening to ESPN 1000 on the way home today. There's a guy already calling for Tyson Badgett, you know, to, to come and start. Tyson Badgett is a nice player. I'm sure he, he'd be a nice backup, but he's a backup. You know, we want to see the talent that Justin has. We want to see him develop. But we haven't seen Justin develop, right? So there, there's that issue, and I, I get wanting to move on, and I get, I get the allure of a new quarterback in Caleb Williams because Caleb Williams looks awesome. But with all that said, there's just no way we don't ruin him. So Jake, what do you think of the possibility of just sucking for Caleb Williams? I don't think this team is bad enough to do that, but it is a possibility, especially because we have the Panthers pick too. This is a debate that I feel like any other team that has a solid offensive base would just look at at face value and say, well, what's Caleb Williams going to bring to the team compared to our starting quarterback? Whereas us as Chicago Bears have to have to dig a little deeper into it and say, oh, man, I sure hope we don't ruin him like we did our last three quarterbacks. And I, I in my personal opinion, definitively will say I think I would rather take Justin Fields. Um, I think if we did take Caleb, Caleb Williams and decided to start over, you know, bring out the construction crew, Bob the Builder over here, just wreck everything and start over again. It's like, what have we wreck been it, doing Ralph. for the last few seasons? Wreck it, Ralph. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, Matt Eberflus kind of looks like Wreck It Ralph with the big gap between his teeth. <laughs> um, anyway, but uh, you know, it's I think we if they're not going to develop Justin Fields into the player that he is instead of the player that they want him to be, then we need to just draft Caleb Williams. But if, if that's what they want to do, it's what they're going to do. They don't care. They, they honestly, you know what they see dollar signs, um, which is funny because the bears continue to lose. So how are the, how are, how is the bears as an organization still making money? They're but, still somehow the hottest ticket in town. I mean, it's just, it's just the lack of games really, you know, you only get eight, nine games at home a year, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just a different thing. It's a, it's a TV show, right? It's a TV yeah. show. So, so, you know, Justin Fields needs they need to they need to develop Justin Fields, which is what they led us to believe they were doing in the offseason. And clearly they were just, uh, you know, trying to turn water into wine, which is not what Justin Fields is. Uh, they need to just keep sipping on the water, you know? Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's the grapes, you know, you can but you need to just leave him alone, you know, or yeah. you need to let those grapes grow until it can become wine instead of just using that grape prematurely right it's like when you get an avocado that isn't ripe and you know you can't you can't cut it you can't get the ball out of it can't make guacamole right you know we're going for even more turns of phrases that i've never heard of but you got that's that's something that i i I think we need to see how this year goes you know we need to see him develop let him cook let him cook let, let him cook no that's the thing he had two nice drives where he looked like an nfl level quarterback and then the rest of the time the offense was just sputtering so I don't want to see Tyson Badgett. I don't want to see. I don't care. Like I, 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 you know, he's not going to do anything. You know, I get that he was an NCAA leader all time in passing touchdowns, I believe, or something like that. But I think he was D two. Um, Justin Fields Ooh, has way more talent. Enough. 
Yeah. That's so, enough. Justin Fields just has way more talent. And so I I want to see him develop this year. And I, I, I want him so badly because I still remember the fun and the excitement I had when we drafted him. And I, I, I still remember there's still a lot of moments last year that are keeping me going. But I just, you know, the allure of getting a new quarterback for the Bears, whenever that, you know, it's just it lessens every time. And, you know, the idea of getting Kayla Williams just doesn't do anything for me. He great quarterback. You know, he's going to be awesome for every other team in the league except for the Bears. I, I just can't. We're just going to ruin him. I, I don't care. I, I, I want the I want the team to be good and I want Justin Fields to be good because I can't stomach another fucking quarterback that we ruin. So with that all, all that all said, I think that's enough Bears uh, talk or at least this game specific talk. We've got almost an hour on this one game, so I think we're good to move on. Uh, so again, the Bears drop to 0 two. They lost. 27 to 17. I want to throw a couple stats in here um, just because, you know, we're all stat heads and we all like to hear that kind of stuff. So Fields went 16 of 29 for 211 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, another pick six this week. So he has two pick sixes in two games, which is awesome. Baker Mayfield threw for 317 yards. Mike Evans threw, or excuse me, caught. Six catches for 171 yards. And then just to look at our defense, uh, Edmonds had 16 tackles and Edwards had 13. Um, and that's really it. That's all I really want to care to talk about. So that was the 12th consecutive loss. That's the last stat that I'll share. That is the Bears' 12th consecutive loss going back to last season. So it has been a long time since we won. And I know last season was all about losing. You know, it became very clear after they traded away our entire defense that they were going for a high draft pick because they were at one point, I believe three and two, uh, three and three and two, three and three, somewhere around that. And then they didn't, their last win was actually the Patriots are on Sunday night football tonight. Their last win was against the Patriots, which that is, that was the best game. I think Justin Fields has played. That was the most consistent. He was, you know, there were plays that made sense. He was rolling out. He was finding guys. He was getting rid of the ball quick and just to see it all kind of tumble down so quickly, and just the toxic feeling that we already are undergoing this season has just right. really been disappointing. So with that said, I think we're going to move into our next segment for the show um, where we pick our week three NFL picks. But I actually, this is just kind of an off the cuff question. I know, you know, this was a, a thing that you like to do. Jake and I went to college. So, you know, if people listening out there, if you haven't put it, you know, put it together, you know, everybody that I've had on the show so far, I've gone to college with and I've worked with in some capacity. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like at least the guests wise, you know, Nick, last week, we worked at the radio station together. Me and Jake worked at the TV station and the radio station together. And Jake, you know, was always really known for kind of asking these kind of off the cuff, fun questions, you know, people. And I, I know you talked about it. I think on on the station about how you kind of kind of try and you know make people feel at ease and feel relaxed with your fun questions, and so I think just to come down because I feel like you and I have been yelling like a, you know like <laughs> like crazy people you know for forty five minutes close to an hour fifty five minutes however long it's been. So my question is, Jake, what is the best food? To, you know, either it can be a snack, it can be a whole meal, you know, whatever, um, to go with football, to eat with football? Oh, man, that is a really, really good question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
the first thing that my mind i'm not gonna pick this but the first thing that my mind jumps to i feel like a constant at the snack table if i'm ever like you know with my family and we're making snacks for football is like the buffalo chicken dip mm. now that is i don't know if that's just a football thing i don't know if that's a chicago thing um but it is it is incredible and i can never stop eating it mm-hmm. pizza bagels that's another one anyone bust out the pizza bagels i mean we're i mean we're on a different experience um but i you know i'm i'm going to choose another pizza related item <laughs> pizza rolls okay nice <laughs> what do you think i so first of all i'm going to say hot hot take right now and I, this is somebody who my first love is baseball the snacks that you bring out at a football party way better than baseball because baseball is so just Oh, it's hot dog. It's chips. You know, it's burgers, yeah. right? There's so much variance with football snacks. Um, so for snack wise, I'm gonna go with the tried and true chips and guac, right? Okay. You can't go wrong with Good that. Choice. You, Good you choice. can't go wrong with that. Maybe a nice beer. Maybe a nice Modelo. They just had a Modelo ad on this on this commercial uh, or on this commercial break, and I'm already kind of thinking about getting a Modelo. It is eight twelve at night, and I haven't had a sip today, so I'm thinking about opening up a Modelo right now. Um, but Come on, this... Miller Lite, official beer of the Bears. Yeah, you know what, dude? <laughs> I, I heard a Miller Lite ad today on the radio, and I had to turn it off when it goes, hey, you're one of the lucky ones. You you were born a Bears fan. I believe it was a Miller Lite fan, oh. or a Miller Lite ad. And I literally go, yeah, no, I wasn't. And I turned it off. <laughs> I was not born lucky. This is a fucking curse. <laughs> Um, but for meal wise, if you're going for something a little bit more and this can, you know, count as a snack appetizer or whatever, too, if you're going for something a little bit more um, filling chicken wings is. Oh, yeah, it's it's nothing beats. There's something so awesome about watching a football game and eating chicken wings and just having a bunch of chicken wings with your football game. I will say the chicken wings. I mean, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you've ever uh, tried this before. But so there's a chain in around the Chicagoland area of grocery stores called Jewel Osco. Yes. And they have this bucket of wings Mm. and you can get them. That would be if I if me or my family ever would go to a football party. Yeah. Somebody would bring these Jewel Osco wings and they are so good. You can't stop eating them. Um, Actually, I'm going to be honest. One of my favorite football foods. um, It might be a little early in if it's not fall yet, but we're almost there. Um, We had chili today. Mm. chili a good fall sunday like sports you know food um i mean if if we're gonna be on the nose about it and and say like what if you could choose like any chicago like themed or like any i guess food before a football game and i think that might just become by chicago since we're bears fans i mean an italian beef man italian beef is perfect it's so good i mean you can roll up you can roll up just about anywhere. I mean, <laughs> can an Italian beef really be bad? Me and the crew rolling up with our beefs. Yeah, seriously. You know? it's, it, and, you know, it, the best beef where I'm at that's in a close enough proximity, the bone of beef is too far away from me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Portillo's has a pretty solid beef. I'm not going to act like it's, you know, some amazing, incredible Chicago beef. But, like, the Portillo's beef is good. It's consistent. And you really can't go wrong. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm lucky enough where I live by, I live by Portillo's, 
and I also live by a beef shack. Like Ooh. they're they're all within a very close driving distance. And then I also work near Mr. Beef, where if anybody doesn't know what that is, that's where that's essentially where like the restaurant that the bear is based off of. So I had that a week or two ago, and that was better than crack. That was okay, the best really. beef I've ever had. It was so good. It was like 12 bucks. It was the most expensive Italian beef I've ever had, but it was so, so good. All right. I'm getting hungry, so I think we're going to switch gears here and get into our final segment of the show. Let's get into our week three NFL picks. So basically, the way that this works, I just give you a matchup. You tell me who's going to win, and then we talk about it for a little bit. It's no, we're not doing, you know, spreads or anything. Um, We're not being degenerate gamblers like our friend Dane, you know, who I mentioned (laughs) last week, and I'm going to mention again just because I want to know how far he gets into this episode um because we mentioned him pretty late last week i think and he right, i was right. surprised about it so i just want to see if he's made it this yeah. far um again because i think that's funny but all right so jake so the first game the, again i i told you this before the show or maybe i told you even in the show but the week three nfl slate is not very promising i'm not it does there's not really a lot of watchable games on there it's watchable because it's football but there's no there's no matchup that i'm absolutely dying to watch you know there's no there's no i don't even you know i was really looking forward to ravens Bengals today right so there's no game like that but the first one i'll give you to pick who do you think is going to win is saints first packers which i believe is at lambo i'm going to be honest i think the packers Mm mm-hmm I think the Packers are going to win this. I Jordan Love is not a bad quarterback. I think maybe people thought because he was in Aaron Rodgers' shadow that he just was never going to be. And you can't fill those shoes. Mm-hmm. But I think Jordan Love is a good quarterback. Um, I don't know that the Saints. I mean, the Saints. The Saints did well last season, right? Or was that the year before? I f- I can't remember. Well, because Drew Brees retired, I think, in 21. And so yeah. the last two years, they've been they're They're still really talented the last two years. But because they have not really had a quarterback, they have not done that well. Last they year, I believe they were plus. seven and nine or seven and ten. Yeah. Now they yeah, have Derek they, Carr. I mean, yes, they have that that piece plucked that I think maybe I mean, the new Green Bay team is kind of fresh as well. Um, and I think they've been working together enough to the point where I think they have enough synergy. Whereas the saints had Ruby's drew Brees plucked from there. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, it's just been like something's missing. Uh, and it's drew Brees. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to pick the Packers. I, I feel like I've gone chalk with my picks the last two weeks and I've been wrong, you know, relative. I got to look at my, at my, I have yet to add up, you know, how I've done just because uh, the other Jake has not been here (laughs) the last two weeks. So I have to come back and update my, you know, how I've done with these picks next week. But I definitely know I'm under 500 because and, you know, a lot of times I'm picking the the um, not the underdog, you know, the the uh, the favorite. So I don't know who's favorite in this. I assume the Packers would be because they're at home. So I'm going to go with the Saints. 
with this one. Okay. Just because I don't really want to pick the Packers to win anything. And second of all, I do think the Saints are really, really talented. And I think Derek Carr might be the piece that they need just to have just to have a competent, above average quarterback, you know, to move that offense along, get the offense going. Their defense is awesome. They have so much talent. I think Alvin Kamara will not be back. This will be the last game without Alvin Kamara, but they still have a lot of guys. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, if he ever gets, you know, that screw back into his head. Um, just a lot of really good guys, um, you know, on, on the offensive side. And um, I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, this one is probably the best one of the week, the Saints versus Packers game, um, at least from the slate from my first looking at it. Um, all right, second game, Falcons-Lions. Oh, um, Falcons win today. Yep. Yeah, I think I got to go Falcons. Although I have to say the Lions, the Lions are doing surprisingly well this season. Um, I mean, they lost today in a brutal fashion, though, dude. Yeah, but they came back from a ten-point deficit and then lost in overtime on a touchdown. Yes, yes, against the Seahawks, and and you know, I I don't. Again, Lions are a good team. Um. That being said, what it that's another team that's just like, I don't know. I think the Falcons are gonna take it. I mm-hmm. think Bijan is too good. Um, I have Tyler Algier on fantasy, so why wouldn't I want to hope? Um <laughs> and uh so yeah, I think I'm gonna go Falcons on this one. I'm gonna go Falcons too. I think <laughs> I just think it's funny that they have Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And they have Bijan Robinson, who I think they traded up for, or at least, you know, they use their first round pick, obviously, on this guy. <laughs> and uh, Arthur Smith is like, yeah, fuck it. We're just going to, you know, we're going to use Tyler Allegier or whatever and, you know, just have this offense that doesn't really make any sense. It still works, but it doesn't, you know, it's not a conventional modern offense. You know, they don't use any of their playmakers. Kyle Pitts would never be a thing. That's something that, you know, I, I don't know who has him in our fantasy football league. But do you have him? Dude, he's never going to be a fucking thing. <laughs> you know, he's just never going to be a fucking thing. There's every year, every year since he's been drafted, the 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 conversation has always been, why doesn't he get more touchdowns? I don't know, maybe because he fucking sucks, you know? Yeah. Or also, too, Arthur Smith def- definitely just hates him and doesn't want to use him. Because um, he did have a 1,000-yard receiving season his first year. So I just don't think he's ever going to be a thing. Good luck with that. Um, I'm going to go with the Falcons, too, though. Because <laughs> um, I do, I think the Falcons are pretty good. And... I think the Lions, I just don't think they're going to, I don't know. It's hard for me to see them lose two in a row, but it's also hard for me to see them bounce back after today, especially because, you know, to go from the high of beating the Chiefs the first game to now losing to the fucking Seahawks, it's just, that's a that's a tough turnaround. Um, okay, well, the next one I have is Colts versus Ravens. Um, I think the Ravens. Yeah. Is it even? Is there even that much of a debate? No, I, I you know, <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting game. Yeah. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson, if he isn't out with a concussion, is really really fun to watch. He had two rushing touchdowns today. He had one last week. I think he's the first, or at least you know, one of the rare players as a rookie to ever have three rushing touchdowns in his first two games. So I do think. The Ravens are the better team, but I think the Colts are very fun to watch. I am going to go with the Col- the Ravens, though. However, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson I, just makes it work. Yeah, I was again looking at the slate. The games were just so disappointing. There's just so many 
there's so many teams and matchups that just aren't very, you know, exciting for me um, mm-hmm. or to me, um, which with that said, I was going to go with Rams Bengals, but the Bengals have kind of been disappointing this year. So I do think this might actually be more, a more fun game, especially after watching today's collapse. Broncos Dolphins. Ooh, so I'm looking up right now. Dolphins are 10 zip on uh, New England. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, you said Dolphins who? Broncos. Broncos. Okay, well, I'm going to go Dolphins on that. They have Tyree Kill, and that's all you need to know. Um, I think Tua is actually playing fairly well after he, you know, was, uh, I mean, horrifically mauled last season there were I, i'm not gonna lie i think we were sitting in it was a monday night i want to say and we were sitting inside of you know our wznd news and sports uh meeting mm-hmm. and tua just got absolutely rocked um and i mean they had to cart him off he mm-hmm. like, couldn't feel his fingers his fingers yeah. were all bent i was like yeah i think there were people in there that actually thought i don't think Tua is ever going to play again mm-hmm. um and sure enough, they try to start him next week, uh, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. But um, I, I think Tua is impressing this season, and I think Tyreek Hill is a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Dolphins too. I just this all it you know this is one of the you know the most obvious caveats. It just it all depends on Tua's health. But when Tua's healthy, he balls out, and. Yeah. They look really good so far to start the season. Their offense looks awesome. I really like Mike McDaniel as a coach. Their defense is pretty good. You know, they haven't really given up a lot of, or well, they give a lot up a lot of points to the Chargers, but they at least you know kept them in the game. So I'm high on the Dolphins. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins, even though I said I was gonna try and start picking you know different picks um, <laughs> that were all going chalk. But you know, fuck it. You know, what do you have to lose? Nobody's, you know, nobody's listening. Um, last game of the week, because I we have to fucking set ourselves up for torture. Bears Chiefs. Ah, man. Uh, this is the, this is the sad part, because the whole day while I was sitting there watching, I said, great, we have the Chiefs to look forward to next week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey's back. I don't think we're going to have some miraculous W like the Lions did week one. Uh, the Chiefs are going to dominate the Bears. And that's just how it's going to go. I think you're right, but I'm going to go with the Bears. <laughs> you know what? Just, think, just because. I put me on for the Bears. <laughs> I got, I, if somebody I, – I've decided on this podcast that if my co-host, whoever my co-host is, right? I mean, Jake is my – the other Jake is my main co-host, right? But right, if he's right. on here, whoever is on here with me, if one of, you know, one of us doesn't go with the Bears, I'm going to be Mike Ditka on the ESPN Monday Night Football Countdown where everybody picked the Packers and he's the only person who picked the Bears. I'm going to do that. The Chiefs are better in every facet of the game, but – they are prone to getting cute and they have Matt Nagy on the sideline. And you know, you know, because I think this is our first, this definitely is our first game because we didn't play them last year. It's our first game that we're going up against Matt Nagy after the bears fired him. So, you know, that he's going to be trying <laughs> to fuck the bears over, you know, but here's the thing. Matt Nagy's a fucking moron. So whatever he tries won't work. And that's, that's what they should be concerned with is Matt Nagy's a fucking moron and now he's the offensive coordinator so he could take their season because he does he gets in his own fucking way 
and he shoots himself in the foot constantly. You know, he took the ball out of the hands of Patrick Mahomes so many times the first game. I I saw that they won today, and Patrick Mahomes scored a lot of points for me in fantasy. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know what way that Matt Nagy decided to be a fucking moron today, but he is an idiot. He's going to want to do whatever he can to blow out the Bears, and I really hope that he somehow shoots himself in the foot again and that we finally, finally start to win uh, due to Matt Nagy once again. So I'm going to go with the Bears. I do think that the Chiefs are a better team. And they probably will win, but just to be a homer, I will go with the Bears. It's just just despite the entire, you know, hour and a half or however long, you know, hour, 10 minutes we've been talking and all my feelings towards them. So that's our picks for week three. Jake, how is your fantasy team doing? We've talked about it here and there. I think just to end the show, we should end on a fun little conversation. Right. Um, So my fantasy team in the league that we're playing in right now, Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm dra- I drafted well. Um, I will, s- and I'm gonna win today. So, and I lost last week. I'm gonna win this week. So that's okay. One and one, right? We'll just call it a wash. Now, somebody that I drafted first in both leagues that I'm in, Jamar Chase. What is going on with the Bengals? Like, I don't know, they're falling apart or something, but the Burrow-Jamar Chase connection just is not there like it was last season, and it's starting to worry me, but other than that, uh, in my other league, I am going to be 0-2, <laughs> <So, laughs> and, and for the record, I thought, you know, my team, I, I actually, I got second place in our, our league last year, and I was astonished. I thought I had a horrible team and it did not work out well for me, but it did because then I was somehow in the Super Bowl, uh, made my money back. Can't complain. You made twice the this money. Around, this Oh, really? Yeah. When you got in the second place in our league last year. Yeah. Oh, I thought I only got my. No, you paid. Remember. Okay. Now we're going to get into oh, the logistics. Right. I you paid 10 bucks. Saying. I gave you 20 back. That's right. So you made twice yes. the amount. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Um, well, anyways. Um, <laughs> come I, on. <laughs> this season, I thought to myself, I'm like, man, I did well last season. There's no way I'm gonna lose this time around, mm-hmm. and it's not working well for me. Yeah, dude, it's all it's just a fucking it's just luck, you know. I I went off. Yeah. Uh, the guy I went up against today, I th- went up against today. I think has I just looked, and this is my work league, not our our friend league. He had, uh, Keenan Allen and. Uh, Mike Evans, who both I think scored thirty points, so I am losing. I'm not losing as bad as I should be. I'm losing about by about forty or fifty points right now, which I should be probably down by a lot more. But I had a couple guys go off, which is really cool. But then I had other guys who just really stunk, stunk the fucking, you know, stunk the fucking place up. Um, I'm gonna go two and zero. I'm gonna go two and zero in our our friend work, you know, radio station league, whatever. Um, First year that I've had Patrick Mahomes, so I was really excited about that because I was like, I don't have to worry about him. I had Herbert last year. I drafted Herbert again in my work league this year because it is a toxic relationship that I can't get out of. (laughs) Of course, I benched him today. I started Tua. Tua is not having a bad game by any means, but Justin Herbert had 22 points and uh, Tua's on pace for 13, so I did not help my case there, but 
in the league that you and I are in, Mahomes had 55. So yes. again, I fucked with the scoring. I don't know if you noticed, but the I scoring, did, did. the scoring in our league is it's fucking so ridiculous. I love it. No, I'm just so I I hate the league that we were in last year. You, we, somebody else set it up for us, and lovely guy. Don't get me wrong, but there were just a couple things that I was like, I wish that we could just have like crazy scores because there were so many games that were like 120 to 90 and that's just fucking boring, you know? And what's really cool too, is I made it, or I don't know. I'm going to, it's going to sound like I pad myself in the back, but what I really like about our league is that we have two flexes, which I set up, but it's because somebody told me to do that. And honestly, that makes it a lot more fun to have two flexes. Um, And it just makes it, a lot more satisfying i feel like just because you know it adds you know you think it would make it easier to make those picks and who's going to be in your flex but it actually makes it harder because we're also in an a-team league so we have a lot more talent on our teams so it's fun to be able to use more of our talent but it's also there's a little bit more guessing and a little bit more thought that has to be put into who you're starting you know on the flex side of things so that's been really fun i fantasy football is fun it's really stressful and it's dumb and it kind of ruins your life, but it's also nice to be playing the meta game, you know, and it keeps you really invested. I played fantasy baseball. I can't give a fuck about fantasy baseball, but fantasy football is so easy that I really don't mind it. And it's, it's fun to see my guys go off and you feel, you feel like a genius when you have a guy who scores 20 or more points and you feel like a dumbass when you leave somebody on the bench, you know, who does that. So it's, it's a good, it keeps you grounded. And it keeps you invested. I mean, I think it's, you know, I really the mainly the only team that I actually dedicatedly watch is the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. But I as a result of playing stuff like fantasy football and honestly, even like to a degree like Madden to a degree mm-hmm. keeps you kind of in the in the the zeitgeist, I suppose, of understanding who's who in the zoo and who you who should you play for the day? Mm-hmm. That was great. <laughs> there um, you go. That's your first you phrase know, that made sense. It, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's very fun in the sense where, and especially beforehand when you're doing your research on who you want to pick and who you decide who's going to be my explosive secret player, who's going to pop off this season that no one's going to expect. Um, and plus, it's just you're play, you're messing around with your friends. Yeah, really can't get more fun than that. Yeah, it's it was nice. You know, I have a friend who I haven't seen for a couple months because I moved back home, and you know, we had a nice, really con- nice little conversation last week. Uh, I beat him by sixty points, and I texted him, "Eat shit." So he really appreciated that. Um, but all right, I think that's enough fancy football talk to kind of round things out. I think we're good to kind of sign off here. Um, Jake, is there anywhere people can check you out or any sort of social medias or anything that you want to? pimp you don't have to pimp anything if you don't want but i I mean i mean i guess you could follow me at jake pearson nine on instagram i don't really post though um i'm not a big (laughs) social media guy i don't i'm not like nick uh nick from listening with levy who yeah has an awesome podcast um (laughs) but uh yeah you know who i think you should check out Mm. droopy on youtube d-r-o-o-w-p-y you know what's funny dude so now I'm going to go into like self, you know, congratulatory, congratulatory mode. But <laughs> dude, my YouTube page is like weird. It goes through cycles, right? Where I have two videos that have done pretty well. Dude, my, my Doug Walker review <laughs> went, over 100, it went over a hundred, it went over a hundred thousand views yesterday or today. 
so that was pretty awesome yeah and then the so the the review must go on is the one that has a hundred hundred thousand and then the talk show one has i think over 20 Mm -hmm. and I, I get nothing for months and then I'll just get a bunch of ta- a bunch of comments and views and then subscribers within like a couple of days and then nothing. And I'm in that weird moment right now where these videos that I posted two to three years ago each, <laughs> they're both, you know, for some reason, driving traffic to my channel. I am working on a new video, so that should be I don't know when that will be out because I, I haven't even finished writing it yet, but I am working on a new video. It's a it's going to be pretty cool. It's it's kind of in the state, the same universe, uh, you know, of the nostalgia critic kind of reviews. But <laughs> I do appreciate the the shout out. You can also follow me at Droopy D R O O W P Y on Twitter and Instagram, and then obviously follow uh, Podcast Forty Forty Six on. We're on TikTok at podcast dot forty six. I believe it's forty six podcast on Instagram and Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I post a lot of random, I, I take bits from the show and I turn them into TikTok, you know, little videos. Um, if anybody ever watched Come Town, it's kind of like a lot of the clips that people used to post uh, or listen <laughs> to Come Town. People used to clip for those. Um, so I try to make them funny and short little bits. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. I think Jake v will be back next week but jake p thank you so much for joining um you're always welcome on the show you know there's always a mic third mic waiting for you if you ever want to come on here and rant about the fucking bears so i appreciate you man i i i I have to say after i listened to listening with levy uh i keep saying listening with levy but nick levy from listening with levy and you uh go back and forth uh it it i really was i was like you know what this is a great this is a great time and so i really <laughs> i'm really glad that you invited me on um yeah. it feels it feels like i don't know i know we're ranting about the bears so it just feels right yeah it but I it enjoyed feels myself. good thank you thank yeah, you for dude. having me yeah of course anytime thank you for coming on thank you out there for listening um really appreciate it um you know keep listening keep sharing with your friends you know uh whatever you whatever you can do um really appreciate it leave us reviews on itunes or spotify send links to people um even just playing it for a second is really really cool i've I've seen the the episodes have been getting pretty solid plays recently which is really cool um so i really do appreciate all of the the support and um you know dane specifically i'll thank you because you said some nice things we made fun of you a little bit earlier but um people have been saying nice things and this is this this has been a really fun thing to do uh so far and we're still very 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 small but it is cool to see um any sort of reaction at all to anything you ever do in life. You know, I got a new haircut. My mom said, you know, nice haircut. Um, that feels really good. So anytime people say anything about anything that I do um, and enjoy something that I do and enjoy being on something that I do like you today, Jake, um, is really cool. Yeah, so with that said, I think we're going to end the episode here. Um, we will see how the Bears bounce back if they do at all in week three against the Chiefs. It's a 325 start in Kansas City. So Hopefully it's a fun one. If it's not, I just don't want it to be annoying again, like it was the last two weeks. But with that said, have a good week. Um, You know, only a few, another week until more bears football, hang in there, stay safe. And we will talk to you later. Bye.